Welcome to another revival message from Apostle John Pierre Becker, Senior Pastor of Revival Christian Church, South Africa. If you are in the Pretoria area, come and visit us. Just recap with me what we've established this morning. How many of you were blessed by the teaching this morning? And I cannot get into all what we got into this morning, but I want to quickly recap the 10 facts about angels. Number one, angels do not die. Angels are immortal. Luke 20 and verse 36. Angels will never have funerals. Angels cannot die. Number two, angels outrank human beings. Angels are of higher order in the spirit world. Psalm 8 and verse 5. Number three, angels are highly intelligent. 2 Samuel 14 verse 20. They are highly intelligent. They investigate the plans of God for our lives. Number four, angels are holy, pure. Angels are spirit beings. Number five, angels are innumerable. It is impossible to count them. Hebrews 12, 22. Number six, angels are strong and mighty. Revelations 18, verse 1. Number seven, angels are invisible, but they can also manifest themselves in the visible. Invisible form. Numbers 22, 22. Number eight, angels do not marry. Number nine, angels are joyful. Luke 15 and verse 10. And number 10, angels do not want to be worshipped. Revelations 22 verse 8. If somebody can give my wife that microphone, please. I want her to work with me for a few moments. Angels does not want to be worshipped. When a miracle was performed by an angel, one individual in Revelations 22 verse 8 fell down and began to worship the angel. And the angel rebuked him. Because the angels understand that worship belongs to God and Him alone. So are you ready to go deeper tonight? So tonight we're going to look at categories of angels. We're going to look briefly into their names for a few moments. So I want you to write it down tonight. Are you ready to receive? Get me Matthew 26 and 53 on the screens if you can follow me tonight please. So, if you study the Gospels, you see that Christ used a military term in a certain, in a certain uh, situation. When you look at the angels of God, and when you look at the ranks of angels, you see that it's like a military. The Bible talks about the angels as armies, armies of angels. Joel 2, I will send my army amongst you. Angels are like armies. They have rank in the spirit world. There's order in the spirit world. And Jesus finds himself in a situation where one of the disciples wanted to pull a sword out and protect him against the soldiers that came to fetch him. And Jesus rebuked Peter 
And he mentioned the rank of angels in the army of the Lord in Matthew 26 and verse 53. If you can read it for me, baby. Do you suppose that I cannot appeal to my father and he will immediately provide with more than 12 legions, more than 80,000 of angels? So say with me legions of angels. So they wanted to, thank you, you can take your seat, I'll call you back up, thank you. They wanted to respond in a natural way. They wanted to solve the problem in a natural way when the soldiers wanted to come and fetch Jesus. And Jesus rebuked them by saying, do you not know that in one moment I can ask my father to dispatch legions of angels? Say with me legions. So just like in the military, very powerful, this word, this word legions, the word legion was a Roman military word which refers to to about 6,000 soldiers. Say with me, legions. So just like in military, there is rank. In, in, in the kingdom of God, in the angel military, there is rank. You'll see in the army, you will get, you'll get the generals, which is the top ones in the army. You get generals, generals, colonels, majors, captains. You get these ranks in the army. It's the same when it comes to the angels of God. Say with me, legions. So Jesus revealed to us that there were different dimensions of angels that we can call upon in one moment and see them dispatch supernaturally. I don't understand, you know, in the 21st century how some men of God have to walk with bodyguards to protect them. He's not my bodyguard, so by the way, he's just a jump fanatic. And he's he just loves to serve, you know. Amen. So no bodyguards. Some think my God, Pastor JP has a big bodyguard walking with him. No. He just wants to serve. There's no need for bodyguards when you understand the rankings in the angel army. You can, just like the Christ, call upon the legions to be dispatched. And when you call upon them, they stand at your attention and they're ready to move. Some men of God have gone so far, they even have to carry, carry uh, security people with guns. So that means that they have no revelation of the, the legions. Because what did Jesus do when he was in trouble? He said, listen, what, what's up? You want to you wanna sort this out in the natural? No, I can dispatch allegiance right now and they will move on my behalf. Say with me, allegiance. Say with me, allegiance. You see, people don't understand these rankings and categories. Therefore, they cannot operate in power and authority. But tonight, God is educating you. God is giving you revelation that when the enemy comes in one way, he will flee. Because you have legions of angels cooperating with you. Angels, you are like a commander in the army of heaven. 
Angels, when they look upon you, they see you like a commander in the army of heaven. They say, yes, sir. You can ask them, do this, do that, and they will move on your behalf because God has given you authority to command the angels to be dispatched. Somebody shout legions. Shout it one more time, legions. So it will be different rankings of angels. The first dimension, I want you to write them also down. The cherubim, we're going to look deeper. Are you ready to go deeper tonight? I said, are you ready to receive tonight? Are you hungry for more? Are you desperate for more? I want you to write it down. Cherubim, say with me cherubim. Cherubim rank at the very top of God's angelic creation. They are revealed in power and beauty. They are in fact the first of the angelic order to appear in the Bible. We see them manifest even when Adam and Eve fell. In Genesis 3, quickly get it. Genesis 3 and verse 24. Get it on the screens for us quickly. We saw how they manifest even in the beginning of creation. They were there because they rank first in the spirit world. Genesis 3, quickly, if you guys can move with me quickly tonight. And verse 24. Genesis 3 and verse 24. You have it for me on your phones? Okay, there we go. Read it out loud for me quickly. So God drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden the cherubim and a flaming sword which turned every way. Where did he place the cherubim? He placed him at a place where they were not allowed to come back in. Because of their sin, they were chucked out. Because of their iniquity, they were chucked out. In other words, this angel made sure that unholiness does not come back into the garden. Pick up in Exodus 25. Exodus 25 and verse 18. Are you receiving it tonight? Exodus 25. And we're going to read from verse 18. Say with me angelic. Shout it one more time angelic. Exodus 25. And verse 18. Are you there? If somebody else can get there quicker for me. I'll you shall it. make two cherubim, winged angelic figures of solid hammered gold at the two ends of the mercy seat. Keep on reading. Make one cherub at each end, making the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat at its two ends. The cherubim shall have their wings spread upward, covering the mercy seat with their wings and facing each other. The faces of the cherubim are to be looking downward toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony which I will give you. There I will meet you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim which are on the ark of the testimony. There I shall meet with you. So cherubims protect the glory and the presence of God. They protect the glory and the presence of God. God was strategic when he instructed Moses to build the glory box. And the Bible says he placed these angels there to protect the glory. They are angels on assignment to protect the presence of God even in this church. There are angels that protect the presence of God around your life there are angels that protect the glory of God 
upon your life. Say with me, angels. Cherubims, they predict the glory of God. They predict the presence of God. Therefore, we cannot touch the glory. Therefore, we cannot take the glory. These angels are assigned to make sure the glory of God is protected. Secondly, seraphim. Seraphim in the heavenly in, in the Hebrew language, seraphim means burning once, sharp burning once. It refers to their burning devotion towards God. It also refers, it speaks prophetically of our burning devotion towards God. Pick up in Isaiah 6, Isaiah chapter number 6. It tells us about the seraphim. Isaiah records this glorious encounter with the seraphim. Are you receiving tonight? Are you here? Isaiah 6 and verse 1. Are you there? Just read it out loud for me. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw in a vision the Lord sitting on a throne, high and exalted, with a train of his royal robe filling the most holy part of the temple. Above him, seraphim. Above him, seraphim. So these angels were divinely placed there. Isn't it amazing that whenever it comes to encountering God, there is angelic activities. Angelic activities manifesting in the room is a sign that you are about to encounter the living God. Whenever we encounter angelic presence, I've encountered them. How many of you encounter them even in these meetings? How many of you have experienced them in the meetings? It is always a sign that you are about to see God. The Bible says the king died. He said, in the year that King Uzzah died, I saw the Lord. And whenever you see God, you will see the angelic in operation. Keep on reading for us. Isn't this powerful? Above him, seraphim, heavenly beings stood. Each one had six wings. With two wings, he covered his face. With two wings, he covered his feet. And with two wings, he flew. And one called out to another saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out. And the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of ceremonially unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Seraphim, listen, before you read, listen. Seraphim, I want you to write it down. They reveal to you the impurity in your life. They reveal the impurity in your life. The moment he encountered the angelic, his wickedness, his sin was revealed and exposed. Therefore, this angel is an angel of fire that brings purification that can bring you closer to the throne of God. This angel brings purification. The Bible says he took a coal from over the altar and he touched his lips. Which means in worship, before we enter that dimension of encountering God around the throne, the angel will purify your lips that when you worship, it will be pure worship. That when you open your mouth in worship, it will be holy worship. 
these angels, they fly around the throne crying holy, holy, holy. And whenever they see somebody that wants to join in with them, they will take a coal from over the altar and they will touch your lips to make sure your worship is pure. Say with me purity. Say with me purity. I don't know about you, but I want purity in my life. God says, be holy because I am holy. I don't know about you, but I want to walk a holy life. I want to live a holy life. I want to enter that dimension. You see, many people, listen, in worship, you can see they refuse because of sin in their life to enter that dimension. The only way we have access to that realm to encounter God face to face is the seraphim must take a coal from over the altar and purify your lips, purify your life. Tell your neighbor, so you need the fire. This is an angel of fire. How many of you know fire brings purification? The Bible says, I will purify the Levites, the ministers of God, refining them like gold and silver, that they will do the work of the Lord. Who shall ascend up unto the mountain of the Lord? He who has he who has clean hands and a pure heart. Some of you need some fire here tonight. I said some of you need some fire. Because I'm preaching better than what you're responding. Say to your neighbor, say you need fire tonight. Say one more time, fire. Shout fire. I prophesy angels of fire is about to come upon you here tonight. To bring you to a place of intimacy. Shout if you believe it in the house. Woo! Seraphim, they proclaim the holiness of God. They declare the holiness of God. So in order to be approved for the presence, the man of God had to go through purification. Say with me, angels of fire. Therefore, we need the fire in the church. If we don't have the fire, the cockroaches is going to run around. Therefore, you need the fire of the Holy Ghost as a believer. You have to be baptized in the kerosene of God's Spirit. And your heart ought to be set a place that you might burn for Him. You cannot do it without the fire of the Holy Ghost. Jesus confirmed it in the New Testament. In Luke 12, 49, I came to set the earth on fire and oh, how I wish it was a place. It's time God burns the rubbish out of us. Come on. It's time He burns the junk out of us. Shout fire. You know, some people, they cannot stay long in a service like this because there's some cockroaches on the inside. That cannot handle the hot stove of the fire of the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you tonight, if you stay a little longer, there will be a release of fire power upon your life. Oh my God. Shout fire. Shout fire. Woo. We need the angels of fire. So whenever you begin to encounter the fire power of the Holy Ghost... You know God is bringing you closer. 
And in order to come closer, you must be purified. It's the seraphim, purging, cleansing, purifying, sanctifying. Therefore, I can hear in the spirit when my voice switch from a natural voice to a supernatural voice. I can hear when my voice switch from this dimension to the supernatural dimension. When I sing from that dimension, the glory of God begins to manifest in the room. Therefore, the team know me by now, if they in the flesh, I like, because they're still playing around in the outer court. They don't take offense because they know we're pushing for the miraculous. This is not the Hrafstein Sangers. They're pushing for a move of God. They're pushing for the supernatural. I can feel it if we've entered that realm, that dimension. Because I hear it in the musicians' voices. I hear it in the plane. So once you've tread that realm, you'll get irritated. If people are not there yet. Then the fire must burn. The fire must cleanse. And we enter that realm. When we enter that dimension, your whole being is purged with fire. What does Hebrews say? Get me the scripture. Our God is indeed a consuming fire. In order to meet God, you must look like him. You're not ready for this revelation. Maybe I must fly to Cape Town RCC and go preach for them there. Because I don't feel a pool here tonight. Is there a pool here tonight? I say, is there a pool here tonight? Is there a demon here tonight? In order to meet God, you must look like him. What does Jesus say? What does the Bible say in Matthew 3.11? The Bible says Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So in order to meet God face to face, you ought to be consumed with fire. You ought to be devoured by fire. You ought to be purged by fire. Why the, the natural fire? Not consume Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because they were consumed by the fire of God. Because they were consumed by the fire of God. The natural fire could not touch them. The Bible says in Isaiah, can I preach? The Bible says in Isaiah, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. Which means you will not even smell like smoke if you are baptized in fire. When you go through the fire, the fire of life, the fire of persecution, the fires of the trials of life, difficulties, when you go through it, it will not even touch you. Somebody said, why are you so excited? I'm baptized in fire. I cannot be frail, timid, weak, and passive. I feel the fire. Jeremiah said, I wanted to hold the word back, but I couldn't because the fire burned in my palm. Shout fire. 
Let me tell you right now, when you get baptized in fire, your speech will change. I say when you get baptized in fire, I can't help you have a door at Dormany. When you get baptized in the fire, everything is going to change about you. Before the fire, I was so shy. The shy people call me shy. I pushed the mic away. But when I caught the fire of the Holy Ghost, they didn't get the mic back. When you catch the fire like they did in the book of Acts, you will go like Peter and preach and 3,000 will get saved. I wonder if there's somebody ready to catch the fire. I thought your neighbor said, catch it tonight. Catch it tonight. Catch the fire. Catch the fire. The Bible says when Samson tilled, when, when, when he tied the tails of the 120 foxes, the Bible says they moved because of a sense of urgency. Oh my God. You're help us. When that fire comes in to your blessed assurance, you're going to move because of a sense of urgency. When pastor says, let's go and evangelize, you're going to move because of a sense of urgency. When the man of God says, let's go reach out, you're going to move because of a sense of urgency. When we say, we're going to cast out devils, you'll say, ah, let's move. Woo! 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 Woo, woo, woo! I feel it here tonight. I say, I feel it here tonight. Somebody is about to catch the fire of the Holy Ghost. Woo! Doesn't he say in his word, I will make my ministers ministers of divine fire power. Throughout the Bible, the formula that God used to answer his people was divine firepower. Elijah on Mount Carmel with the 450 prophets of Baal, he challenged the prophets. He said, let the God that answers by divine fire power, let him be God. And I challenge you now, build the altar and let's see whose God is God. And the Bible says they raved all afternoon around the altar, calling upon God, but calling upon their God, calling upon Paul, but nothing happened. Late the afternoon, Elijah said, now it's my turn. Where's your God? Is he somewhere on vacation or is he on the toilet? Where's your God? Now restore the altar. Put wood on my altar. Pour water on my altar. Put rocks on my altar. The Bible says Elijah cried out, let the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob answer by fire. And the Bible says the fire came down from heaven. It licked up the water. It licked up the rocks. It licked up the wood. I'm telling you right now, if God answered by fire back then, he's going to answer you by divine fire power. Shout fire. Shout fire. Shout fire. Shout fire. Lay hands upon yourself and say fire. Woo! Tell your neighbor, say you need fire. You cannot do it without the fire. You must be a burning one. I say you must be a burning one. 
and tonight the seraphim I pray put a big sword of fire that you will begin to move Woo! shout fire fire releases passion in your life are you receiving tonight my God I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost here I said I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost here Woo. Some of you, I anointed you with that oil. Some would say, oh, my cup is any brown. You know what that is? It's that cinnamon spice in the oil. You know what? That cinnamon spice in Exodus, it's the right ingredients. We don't mix fake oil. We mix the real deal, my bro. Somebody say, my cup is any brown. Pastor, it my yourself. Ah, it's that cinnamon spice. It's prophetically of what God is going to do in your life. He's going to set you on fire that you might burn. Come on, somebody. Shout fire. You see, in Exodus, those ingredients of the anointing, how the anointing must be made, is all prophetic. Speaking of a Christian's character, well, number one, is cinnamon which is fire it's a fiery spice how many of you remember those fireballs those big fireballs thing was so big you put the whole thing can't even suck the thing boom how many of you remember those fireballs we used to have it as kids i don't think they have it anymore but it would burn your mouth but it was so good you would take it out and put it back again We need that fire. I say we need that fire. I say we need that fire. We cannot be timid about it. We cannot be frail about it. This gospel must be preached. And then the end will come. But God is going to set his church on fire for his kingdom. And they're going to destroy the works of the devil. Some religious cow might say, oh, you're stirring the people up. Why do you have to be so expressive? Why do you have to be so enthusiastic? Well, I was once a drug addict and God delivered me. I was once in the world and he saved me. I should have been dead, but he delivered me through his son's blood, through the power of the blood. I've been set free. I cannot be quiet about it. It just comes to show how fake some people's salvation is. You know, you can really be more quiet. You don't have to scream. God is not deaf. Well, he's not nervous either. In fact, Jesse Duplantis, when he went to heaven, he heard someone preach right, right on bonky. And when he came to the place to hurt, to hear the one preaching, it was Jesus preaching about the blood and repentance in heaven. Oh my God. Come on. Don't you think there's an urgency about this gospel? Don't you think there's, there's, there's an urgency? There's, 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 there's a fire about this gospel. Therefore, it must be preached with the necessary urgency. So it will be urgency. And it's either people get the fire now or they get the fire in hell. 
You choose. Try or try. Either we get the fire of the Holy Ghost now and we live a life of purity and holiness or the devil's going to bribe you in hell. You know how many preachers is in hell? Because they lack the fire. They were in it for the moolah. They're not souls. Great woman of God testified about hell. And she said, I saw so many preachers in hell. And they went to hell because they lacked the fire in their lives. They lacked the fire of the Holy Ghost. She even saw Elvis Presley in hell. He wanted to sing Amazing Grace and the angel put his hand on his mouth and he couldn't sing Amazing Grace. You know, Elvis Presley used to sing Amazing Grace. Hell is a real place. It's for the devil and all his demons, not for us. Therefore, I need to make sure that the angels of fire come burn away every form of addiction. Every form of strongholds in the lives of God's people. That when the trumpet sounds and the eastern skies open up and the Lord appears in the air, we will be caught up with him. You know, the way you are on fire on the earth will determine what rank you will live in in heaven. There's dimensions in heaven. There's levels in heaven. The more on fire you are on the earth, the higher rank you will live in heaven. I'm not going for the granny flats. No, 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 no. I'm going for the penthouse. Therefore, I choose to be baptized in the fire. They can criticize me. They can say you're crazy. You old-fashioned holiness preacher. Well, I'd rather be old-fashioned and make it to heaven. I'd rather preach on the fire and see your church purified because Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. You can be anointed and go to hell. Because Lucifer was anointed and he went to hell. God is not coming back for an anointed church. He's coming back for a glorious church. He says a church without spot and without wrinkle. Come on somebody. And it requires holiness to live in the glory. Men of God ask me how, how, how is, how, how is your meeting so powerful? How do you get your services so powerful? How do you bring in the glory of God? One word, holiness. You can operate in the anointing and live a life of sin. But you cannot operate in the glory with sin in your life. Because God will not share his glory with sinners. Therefore these angels of fire is manifesting in our meetings to bring purity. Say with me purity. And then number three, the living creatures. Are you receiving it tonight? The third special group of angels is called in the King James Version. The four beasts. But a better translation would be the four living creatures. These angels are like the seraphim, having six wings. Revelations 4. Let's close with this. Revelations 4 and verse 8. 
Read it to me quickly. Say with me, living creatures. Revelations 4 and verse 8. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around Now watch this. Pause there for a moment. Get it on the screen. They were full of eyes. Very powerful. Very powerful. They were full of eyes, which means most of their beings, most of their being was made out of eyes. You know why? Because they behold every realm of beauty through worship. They saw every dimension of beauty in God. They are grace to see every realm of beauty in God. These angels are worshiping angels. Is it possible that one can be enveloped by living creatures. Oh yes. There were so many times I would feel the living creatures envelope me. And I would see through their eyes the beauty of the Christ. Only in deep worship. Now listen to me. That realm, when you enter it, you don't want to open your natural eyes. When I entered that dimension, it happened several times where I was enveloped, if that is the proper word, enveloped by the living creatures. And through worship, they allowed me to see through their eyes what they see in God. I was with my hands raised going three hours with my eyes closed in a revival. Six months every night consecutive meetings. Miracles were happening and I was not even aware of it. People were getting out of wheelchairs, blind eyes opening up, deaf ears opening up, cancers falling out. While I entered was myself and the keyboard player, I entered that realm and I begged of God not to open my natural eyes. Because to behold his beauty was so powerful, was so intimate. I want to put it in context because I don't believe in depression. When I opened my natural eyes and I saw again through my 2020 vision, it was like for a moment, listen now, understanding context, for a moment in my humanity, a depression came upon me. Because once you encounter that realm and you have to come back into this dimension, you see the filth of the world. In that moment, I had to ask God, deliver me from depression. Because what I saw is so beautiful. 
And what I see in the natural now is so filthy. How many of you want to enter that dimension? I say, how many of you want to enter that dimension? Why do we contain for worship? I've never seen a church worship so much than this church. We would go an hour, two hours, three hours, nonstop. You don't even know it. Because we contending, we have to contend for this realm. When you enter through worship, say, God, envelop me in the living creatures and let me see through their eyes. I wonder if there's hungry people here tonight. I wonder if there's thirsty people here tonight. They rest not day and night saying holy, holy, holy. The living creatures never rest. They abide in that dimension. They don't take a break like we do. They stay in that realm. The Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Through their multiple eyes, they know the past, the present, the future. Because the eyes have seen everything. This is also a dimension of the prophetic that is birthed in worship. Like this morning is an example. Like Saturday night, we were in worship. And in worship, suddenly I was enveloped by the living creatures. And I began to see in the spirit. There's a young lady over here battling with depression. She's suicidal. There's one over here battling. They injured their neck. The power of God is healing you right now. There's another individual. I see 400,000 of deads. Boom, 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 boom. Accurate words. Because when you enter the realm of worship, you envelop with these loving creatures. It's a dimension. Are you getting me tonight? It's a realm where you begin to see everything. In a service, you can see everything. I never spoke to those people before. But through worship, and listen, every individual can enter the realm of accuracy. You just have to be a worshiper. When you're a worshiper, I'm not a well singer, but one, one thing I can tell you, I'm a worshiper. God is not looking for people that sing well. He's looking for worshipers. This is exciting stuff. So everybody can worship you tonight. Every single one of us. The Bible says in Exodus, these people I have formed for myself that they shall declare my praise. Which means we were made to worship. We were made to worship. That's our calling. That's our purpose. I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light to show forth my praises. God is a jealous God, but this is the beauty. Listen, although the living creatures is so powerful with multiple eyes and they can envelop us, 
they envy us because God is more intrigued with our worship than their worship. Because the living creatures, the cherubims, the seraphims, not one of them have ever said, God, I love you. Not one angel have ever said to God, I love you. Why? Because angels have no souls. Angels have no emotion. Therefore, when we open our mouths and we begin to worship, God is moved by that. He moves. Therefore, the only place in the entire Bible, John 4, 23, you will find God seek is in that verse. What is he seeking? Worship. It is his daily pursuit to seek worshipers out. You know why I love David so much? Because David was a worshiper. You know why he won the victories for David so powerfully? Because David was a worshiper. Why did God, through a rock, take a huge giant out? King Jehoshaphat went on to the battlefield of Takai and the army was far too great to overpower them. What did they do? They worship. When they worship, there was confusion. And the Bible says they turned on one another. It's the legions of angels. The armies of heaven only work with commanders of worship. When we worship, they know it. Remember, angels are intelligent. They know when we are genuine in our worship. And they will do anything for those worshipers. Anything. Would you lift your hands to him if you're a worshiper? Please go to our social media page.